0: Welcome back to the Red and the Blue State podcast. We're coming at you with another episode here with some topics about how we're doing, what life is like post-election, and yeah, so we're going to get right into it.
1: Alrighty, so going back to that wonderful election night, I guess election week, uh, it's still technically ongoing, but at this point uh, we can kind of be almost certain that the the Don has unfortunately uh, not been reelected in this election, uh, but I think that there is plenty of good news despite that. Uh, I think that there are a lot of good things that are still happening out there, especially for the Republican party and uh, I think that a it all comes down to Georgia which those uh, those runoff elections will happen in January. And if the Republicans win, then we retain control of the Senate and Biden is going to be basically kneecapped for the first uh, two years of his administration. And uh, if not, well, we'll see. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, but regardless, there is some hope, um, particularly in the other two down-ballot elections that were not related to the presidential election, namely the Senate and uh, House races uh starting with the Senate uh the polls as as usual were utterly and completely incorrect in most states. It is almost sad how bad some of them were, so kind of just to recap uh right now, as it stands, the Republicans will have lost one seat. For sure. And a net loss of one seat for sure. With the Democrats picking up a seat in Colorado. Picking up a seat in uh, Arizona. And then there... Did you lose me for a second? No. Okay. Um, And the Republicans picking up a seat in Alabama. uh, And then the two Georgia uh, races heading off into a runoff election. But uh, quite a few of these polls particularly in states that you would not expect to have incorrect polling uh, were wildly off so a very very good one to start with for me because this one was really rich to me so in that wonderful state up in the northern corner uh maine which uh whose seat is currently held by the uh, ever moderate susan collins who Uh, while i don't necessarily agree with everything she does she's still a republican and she's still there and she still holds that seat uh but uh in every single poll preceding the election and i mean every single one there was not one poll that showed her leading at all and she ultimately won by a full nine eight to nine percent in the election over the democrat which is an awful uh result for polling that is about uh so most polls showed the democrat up six points five to six points so that would be a polling error of around 11 percent, which is terrible objectively no matter what side of the value on that is that is an awful result and I, and I think it's rich because Democrats hate Susan Collins and I'm glad that she managed to just kind of sit there and win because the Democrats decided to shoot themselves in the foot so much.
0: Well, I'd say the same thing is true on the presidential election as far as uh, there was a poll out of Wisconsin that said Trump was going to lose Wisconsin by 17 points. And that, that poll was completely wrong. It, it was a it was maybe a half a point race, and they had Trump losing my home state of Florida by uh, by four points, and he won by almost four points. It's almost four hundred thousand votes. So the polling again in this year was just wrong. It was just wrong completely, and it's a shame because they say that they fixed their polling from what it was four years ago, but they haven't, and it's always skewed Democrat. All the I don't know what it is the. The Republicans call them uh, suppression polls, but every single poll is always skewed Democrat.
1: Yeah, that's that. That's almost. Um, and I'll say this: like as far as polling goes, the only ones that they got right were uh, Arizona, Alabama, and Colorado, which all resulted in exactly what you would expect. But uh, Iowa, which was a toss-up, went pretty pretty heavily to Joni Ernst. Um, I think it was around, uh, yeah, it was around six points. So it went really heavily to Ernst. You had uh, Montana, which was considered a toss-up by a few people, went really heavily ten points to Steve Baines, and then North Carolina, which was expected to flip, went for Tom Tillis by around uh, by around two percent. So again, you it can't you can't sit there and tell me that you fixed it when you're that. bad. Be- like and almost every single one predicted a Republican uh, loss in the Senate, like a Republican would lose, Republicans would lose control, and none of that happened, not once, which is hilarious to me. Um, and that's it's the same thing in the House where they
0: said the Republicans were going to lose oh, fifteen to twenty seats in the House, and then the Republicans
1: almost take the majority. I'll get to the House. I'm going to just finish with the Senate really quick here because boy is that. Is that something interesting? Also, Minnesota was shockingly close. I did not expect the Republican to win, but it was a lot closer than I was expecting. Anyway, and also Michigan was another one of those. Michigan uh, was a 1% difference from the Democrat over the Republican. And and that would have been the third Black senator, or no, fourth Black senator in the House. First time that the Republicans have more than one, which I think is awesome. But regardless, um, uh, back to this, back to the Senate. The other one that I find rich and just makes me really happy uh, are the two, actually. One is Kentucky, held by the current majority leader, cocaine Mitch. Um, they, The Democrats from a lot of outside groups poured in millions of dollars into this. And Mitch McConnell ended up winning 2% more of the vote than he did last last election, which is just rich to me that he managed to do better than he did before, which is, uh, that's just so funny to me. And the other really great one for me is also South Carolina. They really, really wanted to get Lindsey Graham out of there. And, which is really, really funny. Like, uh, just all that money that the Democrats were fooled by those outside Republican groups who were gonna be like, you know, the, the bring back, the Republican Party from the brink, uh, they did nothing. They did not help any of that. And it ended up costing the Democrats probably control of the Senate if these Georgia races turn out well. And I personally, when it comes to those Georgia races, I think that uh, David Perdue's seat is truly a toss-up. I think Kelly Leffler might end up winning still. I think that she's the favorite right now. I think Raphael Warnock may not be able to outrun us. I think he's trying to run from some of his past statements. I don't think he's going to be able to run fast enough. <laughs> but um i'd agree anyway back to the house this one's great for me the reason why i love this is because not only did the so it was predicted the democrats are supposed to gain 15 seats the democrats did no such thing they actually lost 10 of their seats and the republicans by picking up vacancies and picking up open seats wound up gaining back to, to 15 which is potentially and. With there's one more undecided race, and if that race is won by Republicans, then uh, theoretically it would be majority since 2000. So that would be ridiculous, but uh, it's really funny to me because uh, not only did Republicans hold any seat that was deemed toss up or lean Republican, they also won uh, three seats that uh, three seats. Um, that are were leaning Democratic as well as as well as one as well as a bunch of toss-up seats and for the first time since 19 uh, I think it was 1974 I want to say let me see yeah sorry since 1994 uh, Republicans for the first time unseated incumbent Democrats in California three of them might I add so you had a D plus five district, which is 5% more democratic than the rest of the country, a Republican one in two even districts, which were in which were near uh, it was based in uh, Goralinda, which is a which is where uh, Richard Nixon is from uh, in California, and which is also part of Orange County, uh, a, Dem- a Republican, uh, one of the first Korean American uh, Congresswomen, uh, defeated somebody there. Um, and also Mike Garcia, who took the inexorable uh, Katie Hill, uh, who was uh, who was forced to resign over a, um, how do I put this, uh, menage a trois, I would say, with one of her staffers. Uh, but he held that seat, which is good. And then Michelle Steele, who is a former uh, Orange County supervisor, took a seat based in uh, around the area of... I want to say like Laguna Beach Laguna and uh, Laguna Newport beach uh, Irvine that kind of area so that's pretty good that' that's a pretty good result in uh, in California the other one I really want to see is really decided to pull over a lot both voting for Donald Trump and switching to Miami oh, yeah. two Miami districts that went six percent for Clinton in uh, in 2016 Flipped them both Republican by electing the mayor of Miami Dade County and a Telemundo star uh to the seats in Florida, which is a which is amazing to me. And then uh in um two gains in Iowa. So flipping back, making Iowa, I think I Iowa is gonna probably become a lot more reliable red state in the near future. Um and then uh Minnesota, the former Lieutenant Governor unseating a thirty year incumbent Democrat, which is great. Um In uh, New Mexico, the first Cherokee woman, uh, first Cherokee woman Republican, all was elected in there. Um, in New York, uh, Staten Island went from narrowly supporting Trump in 2016 to a absolute blowout for Joe Biden, including this and that congressional seat also flipped real heavily to the Republicans. So that makes me really happy. Uh, right now, there's one uh, there's one seat in New York that's still yet to be called, and it's up in upstate. I don't know how that's going to turn out. We'll see. I'm not I'm not necessarily the
0: the Republican is leading by 12 votes when they stop counting yeah. votes, and all of a sudden, fifty fifty unopened or uh, they say uncounted votes just appear out of yeah, nowhere, and the judge said they
1: had to and... be counted, so we'll see what happens. I argue that um, that's, that's, that one's, we'll see about that one. That's going to take another, I think it's going to take another week before we figure that out. Um, And then the other really good one for me that I really like uh, the first Iranian American woman uh, from Oklahoma uh, is a Republican, which is good. Um, And then also the first woman to graduate from the Citadel, which is the South Carolina. Uh, She was elected Mm -hmm. in South Carolina um, by margin by a very small margin, but she was elected nonetheless uh texas the Republicans held their own and held every seat that they had and uh got close to making some gains, but didn 't quite get there uh, i don 't think republicans i think the Republicans really needed to get back to the suburbs and i don't think they quite did that i think but i don 't think they did it enough but I think that that 's something to learn in my personal opinion for the next few years so
0: um, well, uh, the one thing I want to talk about is in Florida, uh, the Florida's thirteenth congressional district with Donna Shalala, who is a former Clinton cabinet be,
1: member, won on. her. Won You're her. you se- Donna,
0: Donna Shalala? She won her seat in 2018 oh, yeah, okay, no, yeah, I don't in know the midterms, and then she just lost yep. her seat. And that's a D it's like a D plus five district right yep. there and she is a she is a very popular figure but she lost her seat by about 3 points to uh, to the republican challenger that the uh, Telemundo I
1: was talking about.
0: And yeah, and that's that that's the the Cuban vote. The Cuban vote almost completely I wouldn't say it flipped, but uh, the turnout was a lot higher for Donald Trump, especially in Miami-Dade County. Miami-Dade County is 70% Latino. And Hillary Clinton won by about 33 points last time. And Joe Biden won the district by about seven points. So that's a huge swing. And that's, I think that's one of the reasons why you saw Donald Trump carry Florida. It also was tonight. really
1: interesting because like, that's, that's not how it's supposed to work. Uh, if you look at like, if you look at precinct data from everywhere across the country, urban votes Democrat um, 90% of the time. So a place like Miami, which is still a really big city, voting that much and swinging that much, going that basically improving a Republican improving their vote share in that one area by twenty percent, twenty to thirty percent in one election, is a lot. And that is a that is a that is a change. It's a huge change. I don't know how much Romney won by, but like I don't think it was that much because clearly Romney lost Rom- Florida, so Romney
0: clearly didn't quite.
1: He lost cater. Florida.
0: He didn't win.
1: He definitely any of did not care the Cubans enough. Um, but um, no. And then the other thing is that uh, I think that this election uh, definitely um, shows the that that demographic, demographic def- argument is wrong, um, because Donald Trump won, improved his share with every minority group, um, and only among white men. But he gained four uh, percent among uh african-americans uh both african-american women and men and gained i think it was it was a it was about a,
0: a 12 point gain for among african-american men from eight percent to twenty twenty two 22 percent 20 percent and from uh three percent to six percent among african-american yeah, then... women the women make up a lot a lot bigger uh portion of
1: the actual that's still book. a lot though that's that's any. This is, I think, the thing that people misunderstood. Misunderstand is that uh, the the black vote is typically around ninety percent Democrat. So any chunk that you can take out of that is significant and definitely injures them in the future. Because if Donald Trump can retain that into the next election in twenty twenty four, if the next uh, presidential nominee, whoever that may be, retains that, then that's a huge thing. And if they keep growing it, then Democrats are going to be in huge trouble. And then um, well, and then that also. Well one of the issues that we were t- uh, hold, I'm sorry.
0: One of the issues that we're seeing in the election was Joe Biden was losing the the African American vote everywhere except for in three cities: Philadelphia, Detroit, and Atlanta. Three cities. And in those three cities, he outperformed Barack Obama among with the with the, Afri- the African American community, which is weird. and But when you look at Joe Biden's vote totals, there's about a 240,000 gap between, that are just all Biden votes, where there's no vote for either a Senate candidate, a House candidate, or State Senate. It's only Biden ballots, which is why there's so much controversy down there. But it's mostly because of these uh, of the city of Atlanta, the city of Detroit, and the surrounding suburbs where uh,
1: Republicans lost ground? I'd say that the thing is, is that uh, I think the problem is that we need to start courting the suburbs again. I think that the problem with Republicans is that uh, unlike, I think the Democrats have a broad platform, but that works for them because they hold a lot of really, really heavily Democratic seats. But Republicans, it's a lot harder to make a broad platform in, in every single state. I think the important thing for a lot of the Senate and House candidates is I think, and governors, is that I think we need to run, to understand the state. Like, Washington is a really good example because we had our, gov- our gubernatorial election this year. And I don't think I, this is the thing, is that I admire Lauren Kulp for trying. That man is not the one we need. He's from, he's from eastern Washington and he's not going to have any appeal with anyone else. So if we were going to run somebody, I think that Joshua Freed from Bothell would have been the best choice. Because he at least has the understanding of the a little bit more moderate vote in the in the West, and that's the problem is that we run really really conservative candidates and then expect to win in states that are not conservative. So I mean, there's a reason that uh, like there's a lot of states that elect Republican governors still, and that's because the uh, governors are a lot more moderate. Like Phil Scott in Wisconsin is a really good example. He was elected with sixty eight percent of the vote, and he's a Republican. Wisconsin? Wisconsin? Sorry, uh, Vermont. In Vermont. And he's in Vermont, Vermont, is, Vermont the, New Hampshire. is the second most Republican, second most Democratic state in the country. And they still voted for a Republican uh by a long shot. In fact, there wasn't even a Democrat on the ballot. It was it was a Republican and then the Progressive Party of Vermont. That was it. They didn't even run a Democrat and he won. And then in New Hampshire, the same thing. Chris Sununu run, uh took ran away with it. And I think it's just because we attempt once again to run candidates who are the same as every candidate and that doesn't work. Like, I think we'd win the suburbs if we didn't necessarily run people who uh, didn't have that. Like, I think that in certain places, I think that, I mean, a really good example is New Jersey. Uh, There is a seat uh, held by Tom Malinowski, uh, which is, uh, and for those of you who don't know, I go to school uh, in New Jersey, uh, in Hudson County, uh, which is um, Jersey City, that kind of area. And uh, my roommate in my apartment lives in Cranford, and Cranford is in Tom Alonowski's district. And Tom Alonowski is a Democrat in a Republican-leaning district, a really lightly-leaning district. And he almost lost his seat, which was very, very unexpected, even for me, because Dem- New Jersey is a very, very Democratic-leaning state and went really heavy Democrat this year. So that was a shock to me. And the fact and people were also shocked because it happened really late. Like he he was leading by a fair amount, and then the Republicans started started making up a lot of ground. And he came up and uh almost won, which is a huge shock to me. But uh that's that's kind of well, a show yeah. that when you run somebody who understands the character of a district a little bit more than um than other than say like you know i wouldn't run like i sure as hell would not run dino rossi in uh in washington's like middle part with like wenatchee and all the really really conservative counties i wouldn't do that because he's too liberal but i definitely wouldn't run lauren culp in uh in sammamish either so it's just a matter of understanding it i think the democrats have a little bit of an edge on that because they managed to do it and managed to get the blue dogs and the uh and the new Democrats in there uh, using that strategy, even though I'll be honest true, and I think that people end up breaking a lot of their promises, but it works at first, so
0: well, I think that it's a political realignment because when you look at the what it was twenty years ago or thirty years ago, where who the Democrats represented and who the Republicans represented, they have completely flipped. Republicans used to be. The party of, you know, they call them country club Republicans. They represent wealthy suburbs, uh, some rural areas. Now, almost exclusively, Republicans are representing some suburbs, exurbs, and rural areas, while the Democrats are, have suburbs in the major dem- Democrat strongholds of the urban cities. And it's just completely I, the, realigned. This is the
1: thing, is I think that Trump had a very unique way of being, I think that right now, Donald Trump, I think put the Republican party in a very good place because I think he captured the working class vote. I think the working class vote is gonna stick with Republicans for a little while because they definitely are getting more results than they did with the Democrats. But I also think that I don't think those suburbs are lost like a lot of people think they do. Because I think that when you get someone who's a lot less off-putting, to be honest, I don't care what you think, no matter what part of the, no matter who you support, even if you're like a really, really Trumpy Republican, I'm sorry, he's off-putting to a lot of people. So I think that if he ran like a Nikki Haley, um, then you would have definitely managed to capture a lot of the a lot of the vote in those suburbs. And I think you may have been able to take back a lot of them. And I also think uh, uh, doing the the they're all socialists thing for every candidate was also a bad idea because I think that uh, if we kept it a little bit more. Um, uh, uh tailored to what district you're in i think that would have picked up a lot of the ones we lost in 2018 again so i think that i think that well the alignment i think there is an alignment uh, but i think where it ends up will depend a lot about the next few years because if joe biden ends up being a liar and uh, which i i am kind of inclined to believe and he's not the moderate he says he is then uh 2022 is going to be a massacre for the democrats I think they're going to lose every seat they got in 2018 and then some because people are just not going to be on board if he starts pulling some of the radical crap that a lot of people think that he might.
0: Well, if I'm going to say this, make the statement now, if the Republicans, first of all, I think Trump's going to run in 2024, but that's for another time. If the Republicans run somebody like Nikki Haley, who is very similar to a Mitt Romney type of guy. The working class will abandon the Republican Party because there is no way that the Republican Party can go back to being that type of party where you have the Paul Ryan's, the John Boehner's, the Nikki Haley's, those moderate like country club Republicans. I will from the have suburbs, to say this. Those guys are
1: will say Nikki Haley, I have to disagree with you. She's not nearly as moderate as a lot of other candidates she's if she were to run like i think that a that a tim scott and nikki haley ticket would be a would be a shoe-in because i think that both well i I mean i mean they're both from south carolina first of all but i think that uh nikki haley uh i think nikki haley just like a lot of other republicans in the age of trump when trump started punching and then when they tried to uh come in and say well wait a minute and then the Democrats decided to attack them too. I think they realized, well, this is garbage. I'm not doing this anymore. Like uh, Lindsey Graham is a great example of that. That man used to be completely milk toast, didn't give a damn and was a pretty weak dude. And now this man is one of the most ardent Trump supporters out there. And I think that that's, that's happening ever so slowly uh, among the Republican party. I mean, you have uh, Kevin McCarthy, Republican, who you'd think would be a lot more, you know, reserved in it, is a lot more um, is a damn well as uh, a damn sure more uh, Republican than Paul Ryan has been. Paul Ryan never was, or um, or this like the Senate is moving. Most senators, even even Susan Collins, I would argue, is a lot less moderate than she used to be. I mean, she voted she voted against impeachment. She voted for uh, Kavanaugh and uh, Kavanaugh and Gorsuch, which is you know odd if you're trying to be a And she voted for tax cuts. I mean, that's not, like, characteristic of someone moderate. She's moving in that direction.
0: Well, you have the Susan Collins that's like – she's like a maverick. She kind of does what she wants. But then you have the guys that come from deep red states that are moderate and coercible. And whatever the media says about them, they do it because that's like Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney voted for This is the
1: thing about Mitt Romney.
0: Mitt Romney voted – I
1: hate Mitt Romney because – this man ran in, a, a in Utah, which is basically if you win the nomination, you win the state, because Utah is one of the most Republican states out there, by a long shot. Like Mike Lee and Orrin Hatch, who are the two ones who, who Mike Lee, was still serving, and Orrin Hatch, who was right before Mitt Romney, like get got a all it got a majority of the vote every time without fail. But then you have Mitt Romney, who is coming from Massachusetts. And decided to move to Utah and ran in that seat when he clearly was, there's definitely people who are much better than he was. And I don't know why. And if he didn't win the nomination, I'd be much happier. But we got him, which I don't know why. And he's just not, he ran and he he's not running to represent the state anymore. He's representing himself. And it's not going to help anybody. Like, I mean, there's even rumors out that he's going to go join the Biden administration in in his, as his health secretary. And if he does, honestly, good riddance because then the governor can appoint somebody, which that makes me happy because at least our governor is going to appoint someone decent. I've heard that uh, Mia Love, I don't know if you know who Mia Love is, but um, she's, she's considered on the shortlist if, if, uh, if Romney leaves to uh, take his seat, which I would find great because at least she has some stone as opposed to Mitt Romney was none.
0: I don't think Romney's gonna would leave to join the, the, the Biden administration simply because he's a do-nothing guy. He likes to go up and give his little soliloquy about, oh, we need to cut taxes, oh, I'm a budget deficit hawk, oh, uh, he likes to bitch and complain more than he likes to actually get things done. And that's the thing about that people, this is why I think that running a Nikki Haley won't work Is because I don't see her as a just strong, brute force type of person like Trump was. Simply because Trump did not care; he got things done. He didn't like, for example, moving the embassy to from uh, Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Every president since Reagan said that they would do it, and none of them didn't, except Trump. Because Trump doesn't care; he doesn't care about what everybody else is saying. And when it comes to like. Getting Barrett through the Senate or threatening or vetoing bills, shutting down the government to get things done. Trump's going to do it. And a lot of these other politicians will kowtow to their advisor and say, no, we need to make, make a deal with the Democrats and give the Democrats what they want so our poll numbers don't go down which are heavily skewed towards Democrats and anyway. I'd argue, I mean,
1: I will. Be, okay. I'll it's, say it's this. ridiculous. I'm not going to argue this point any longer. Cause I feel like this is kind of just beating a dead horse. Cause at this point we don't know anybody could win that nomination at this point. Like we could sit here and, and speculate all we want, but that's also in four years. So, and, and anything could happen if mm-hmm. Joe Biden crashes and burns in popularity, then we'll see who ends up winning that nomination. It could be uh, Nikki Haley, It could be Tim Scott, it could be anybody. There's a lot of options out there, and we'll see what happens. So, well, I, I, I gotta say this, I think I'm
0: not. I can't say this with certainty, but do you think that Joe Biden's going to serve no, his full term? I don't think
1: I don't think he's going to. I don't think he's going to serve a second term. I think he's going to retire and and give the reins to uh, Kamala Harris. Which, first of all. If you're a Democrat, I think it's probably the worst decision you could possibly make because even the Democrats don't like her. So I don't know how you can look at that and be like, hey, we're exactly. going to take the person that lost the primary in 2020 and we're going to run them basically automatically because vice president uh, in 2024. And I think – first of all, I think it would be hilarious if she lost the uh, if she lost the primary in, 20, in 2024. I think that would be rich, but – she lost it to like Bernie Sanders or something, and Bernie Sanders finally got his chance. I think that would be hilarious to me. But um, then they pull the "You defeated a black woman in a primary, how dare you!" Um, but um, you know, I think that twenty twenty four is. I think that twenty twenty four also has a lot uh, in how twenty twenty two goes. Because if twenty twenty two happens and like Republicans make a huge bunch a bunch of gains, then we're going to be in a much better place than we were before and i my theory is given the results of house represent house uh, in 2020 in 2020 uh, 2024 is going to be a um a much uh, less of an uphill uh, drive Republicans to gain back those seats personally like i i wouldn't be shocked if we gain back uh, some of those uh, swing seats in like uh, um like, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we game back uh, a bunch in California or game back a few in uh, in New York or places like that here and there. I would not be shocked.
0: Well, it, it's going to be very big. The Republicans won redistricting That's also true.
1: after the 2020
0: census, which is huge because they get to draw the lines about where each district is and how each district is constructed and then what states are getting new districts it's a lot of states like texas who's getting three who's three getting, or four florida's getting two i believe florida is getting two actually or three. I,
1: I think i know what it is it's yeah, uh, like arizona's that, getting huge. one oregon is getting one montana's getting one um uh i believe florida's uh, i believe texas is getting three north carolina is getting one um, and then, and then Colorado's getting one. Colorado I think that's it. One. Uh, and then, um, New York, uh, New York, Alabama, Rhode Island. Uh, uh, I think California might actually lose a seat if I remember correctly. Yeah,
0: Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania California, California,
1: and Michigan. Pennsylvania, I think all Michigan. Losing seats. And then I thought it was either, I think it's either Minnesota or, uh, Minnesota or, um, California ones who are doing it, uh, um, are potentially going to lose seats. I don't know if that's going to end up doing anything, but. Uh,
0: it, it's probably going to be California, especially and that, with and The, the, and I, the problem with California, that California. I, scares
1: me is that like California has structured its seats in a really, really interesting way because you have a lot of swing seats, which I wouldn't expect out of a uh, really, really Democratic state, but Independent Commission for Redistricting. So it could end up doing nothing and could just basically just make them lose one democratic seat somewhere i feel like it's kind of what's going to be happening. it's kind of like us like we just mm-hmm. we lost when washington gained a seat and just didn't really change my more seat for the democrats it wasn't really it was kind of expected that way and we're also independent so we'll see what happens if in such a way that we'll see what happens in the next few years for uh washingtonians too um because washington is a very uh interesting state uh redistricting wise because we are like we're in that weird little threshold where we could possibly gain a seat in the next few years here but like not quite you know oregon outpaced us oregon oregon outpaced not us by quite the so oregon getting a new seat might actually be a benefit to the republicans cause they structure their seats there's no way in hell they can't gain another they have to they can't make another swing district because right now all of their districts except for uh, the one in portland are all swing districts so, like, there's,
0: like... Well, there was a house race down there in the southern part of Oregon, which is, like, really rural about, r- around where uh University of Oregon is, that it was a longtime incumbent versus uh, a war hero. And the incumbent won by about two points in the southern district in Oregon.
1: They managed to completely gerrymander all the seats in... Uh, Oregon to be um, to concentrate the rural votes with the urban votes together so that forces a lot of uh, that forces the um, Mm -hmm. entire uh, like the seats end up being characterized the character of the seats end up shifting to the uh, center rather than being uh, won by either party though all of them right now have been held by Democrats for a pretty long time that's just because Oregon, I think, is just a democratic state in general. And I think that that's just how that works.
0: Well, one there's the one question that we need to answer. A lot of people voted for Joe Biden, assuming that they wanted to get all the vitriol out of yep. their
1: politics. I don't Will think so. Will that happen? Because I think the problem is, is that I don't want unity right now because unity implies that they're going to stop doing and I don't see that. So I'm not going to sit here and listen to people who I personally think are really disingenuous when it comes to that stuff. Cuz listen, I understand that you that you hate me and you've hated me for a while, but I'm not going to sit here and forgive you after some of the shit you say about us. Like like you can't you, I don't I don't <laughs> see I don't see the average uh African American going up to someone in the KKK who called them inferior and saying Listen, I know that was a little bit harsh, but friends, like, no, no one does that. That's not how it works. So, and when I'm like, when I've been like, when I'm a Republican and I've been called a Nazi, a racist, a what have you, then it's kind of hard for me to look at you and be like, yeah, I I agree with you. We're friends now. Like, no, it's not going to happen. And I think it's going to get, I think it's going to get, I think it's going to have to get better in one direction. And I think right now the Republicans have a better leg to stand on uh, if they manage to, uh, I guess, how do I put this? I think that the Republicans can make themselves the party of we want to heal uh, if they present themselves that way. But if they don't, then it's just going to get worse. But I think if the Republicans manage to make some progress in that department, then maybe we might end up making a pro- progress even without Biden being. And it may just be the the, the Republicans... Uh, starting to repair things but you know people have said that before people said obama was going to solve race relations and that didn't exactly work out so you know
0: what what is the media uh, i'm just wondering what is the media going to do considering that their entire focus for the last four years or four five years if you count the primaries they're going to do That's the exact. They're going to do the
1: exact same That'd thing nice. they did with Obama. They're going to conveniently forget about everything related to Biden, and there's going to be uh, everything good about it. You know, Joe Biden, you know, has great Christmas decorations at the White House. Meanwhile, uh, meanwhile, he's currently joining a war in Iran against uh, against the Kurds. You know, he'll he'll have, he'll be doing some foreign policy what? wise, and nothing's going to happen. And I'd like it's to add. Bad. I'd like to add, by the way, if if well, anything's going to suffer bad. under the Biden administration. It is most definitely going to be foreign policy. So thank God for Donald Trump for settling the Middle East a little bit before. I know no one knows well, that. People don't know that anymore. Though. No one cares about that because the media tells them that. that it's wrong. Like even though, even though Donald Trump is the only person who's made consistent, uh, uh, consistent on peace in the Middle East, and so far is up to I think we're at four countries. Yeah, four. We have it's uh, Morocco, Sudan, yep. uh, Bahrain. Um, and the United Emirates all made treaties with Israel, recognizing and establishing uh, diplomatic relations. All of that happens, but that means nothing somehow, even though And, and, eventually, almost, uh, and you Saudi know Saudi Arabia what? too. But if Saudi the, Arabia ends up getting it for Donald Trump leaves, then I'm satisfied. Because the thing is that, funnily enough, bringing Joe Biden is just going to make it much easier for them to make peace treaties, because joe biden's gonna start enabling iran and then all those countries are going to be like well i'm gonna go towards israel because at least israel is not going to get a nuclear bomb anytime soon so no we're not Iran, even though you want us to and i think that joe biden i think that the middle east is going to lead to practically nothing for joe biden i think it's going to be neither good nor bad because nothing's going to happen um i think that he's going to bungle east asia I think that he's going to, I think that I would not be shocked. Yeah, I, China's I would be gonna shocked his if lunch. China uh, encroaches on Taiwan and ju- nothing. And then uh, Taiwan ends up being lost. And if that happens, then that'll be awful and terrible. Or they take over Hong Kong more than they already have. Or they're going to uh, continue massacring the Le- the Uyghur Muslims. Uh, or they're going to start... Uh, they're going to do a a double pronged attack with Pakistan on India. And it's just going to be a disaster over there. And I think uh, he's also going to bring Europe into a nothing land again. Europe's going to be a nothing land where Russia can do whatever it wants. Once again. And I think it's going to be awful. I don't even think Eastern Europe, I think Russia's going to try to do whatever it wants anywhere. And Joe Biden's going to look at it and be like, okay. I mean.
0: Well, there's the one thing though, that like Trump is not popular among the european countries I or the western european countries like france germany france germany and spain they're not He's not popular well, among on. them
1: you know why because he doesn't do you, when you he say say doesn't take anything popular, from them he doesn't listen to them among the people or among the politicians because there's a big the difference there's a big difference because the people there's a big I think difference the people relate to him more, more than they, and it's more than the politicians and eventually the politicians i mean britain i think is one of the ones where uh, Britain has. No, I think the thing about Britain is that Britain flipped and became a lot more on the Trump side of things uh, post-Brexit. I mean, Boris Johnson delivered, Boris Johnson has the largest majority uh, I think in a long time for the Conservative Party over there, which is kind of a shock. I was not expecting that. And then uh, you also have, uh, I expected a little bit of a Labour, I think I was expecting either a hung Parliament or a Labour win, but it ended up being a astounding win for boris johnson and then in spain uh the largest gains in their parliament in the last election were from uh the right-wing party and i also think that um regardless of what happens uh everyone hates macron right now so france is i don't think france matters because macron is also among the most unpopular in europe at the moment so I don't think that that really matters. I don't think that you can talk about how bad Donald Trump is when you literally are hated. I think he has a lower approval rating than Donald Trump in some in some at some point.
0: Well, Donald Trump is is unique because he doesn't. He, no, Trump he doesn't. does not dip below forty percent. Not like George W. Bush gets down to eight percent. No, no, no. Donald Trump stays at a solid forty percent to at a and maybe at a high of forty six percent because of the. Consistent oversampling. It's the just weird. Me, in I the just polls. don't understand
1: it. You know, it's just weird. I just don't get how people can sit here I, well, and talk about how weird uh, Donald Trump is not cater to Europe. Well, isn't that doesn't does that matter? I don't see how that matters that much.
0: Well, it's they say it's because of his America first policy. Well, I'm I mean, fine like, with that. That is personally. Like, Primarily, one of the reasons why—that's one of the reasons this why. Is I'm, I'm not—I don't, don't give a first. damn about ch- what happens ch- to your own
1: country. I mean, that doesn't really affect me very much because I live in America, and the only thing that me right now is the birth of the nation, which, uh, I guess. Um, and then, you know, I get my Swiss chocolate every once in a while, and my, uh, and my German cars. That's that's kind of where.
0: And we're not saying oh, no, that you don't not. need to be compassionate though. Like when the, when that bomb went out, when the, the explosion in Lebanon, yeah. we sent help, we help other countries. But uh, like, like now with Trump saying the vaccine that is made in America is for Americans first, and then we can try. Yeah, to like, I don't see how it's, I don't see world. how it's, a,
1: it's, it's, it's that America's fault when we want to keep our That's shit. The policy, but when China wants to thing, it's different somehow. I don't see how, how that works.
0: It's good negotiating tactics by China and they say, Oh, they're great negotiators. It's just, no, I don't, you're it, just it doesn't make any sense to
1: me. I think we live in a, I think we live in a clown world in some ways and I think people are just want to believe what they want to believe. And I think that that's a, I think that's a bad way of going about things. And I think that. All right.
0: One final thing before we go, because we want to leave it at about a 45 minutes to an hour big economic topic is the Great Reset.
1: What do you mean? Like, uh, the, What are your the thoughts on the
0: Great Reset? Yes, no, it's the reshaping of the economy. It's like all these global leaders that get around in the World Economic Forum and they talk about the Great Reset. So, uh, if you haven't heard, the Great Reset is basically reorganizing our economy in a way that benefits everyone but it really it's really a a euphemism for uh give the political elite and the establishment more power so it's kind of like what they're doing now is considered the great reset uh, with coronavirus how they're locking down small business owners saying that they can not operate i think having the huge mega business owners like walmart amazon costco allowing them to continue to operate without any restriction without the same restrictions that they put on uh, small businesses and you see that people in the billionaire class who they say they're against are have a 30 percent increase in their wealth which well, is about a trillion if you want dollars my in opinion on
1: it personally i think that it won't happen i don't think this is the time it's going to happen because i think people don't understand how flexible the economy is and i also think people underestimate the power of the little people i think that uh Uh, I wouldn't be, this is the thing, is that in Texas, right now, governor of Texas, uh, as California basically burns itself to the ground, Greg Abbott says, hey, we're here, come on over. And they move over there, and he gets those small businesses, and the small businesses come back over there. Just move. And the thing is, is that in those areas, it just ends up hurting the home state, like, if New York lost a bunch of small businesses, then all those bodegas that everyone goes and gets their stuff from are not going to be there anymore. And you're not going to be able to afford anything and people are going to leave. It's just going to be a perpetual cycle. Like if, if all the grocery stores in Washington, because I'd argue that our grocery store prices are pretty reasonable. If you remove them and replace them all with uh, Walmart, then every single person in Washington would suffer because while Walmart prides itself on low prices, what's going to happen when there's no other competition. We don't know. They'll
0: just, they'll just increase their prices. Man. That's how it works. But with the NASDAQ uh, data center wanting to move to Texas, Oracle just announced that they want to move Musk to Texas is not yesterday. moving his company, but he's um, moving himself. Elon Musk is already moving. To, he's moving himself, and he's oh, moving some of the production of his company and the headquarters moved to, uh, to, uh, to uh, Texas as well. And so is, uh Joe Rogan. A lot yeah, of people are leaving California because it's just—it's they have high—they have high income taxes, they have high property taxes, everything. The thing is, is, that right now
1: California is pulling Michigan because Michigan did basically kind of the same thing in uh, during the years of the auto industry, and then. Michigan collapsed. Granted, I think that part of it was out of its out of its own control, but I also think that a portion of it was also well within their control. Now, what they're doing to themselves basically is ruining themselves unintentionally and leading to basically like it's it's pulling a Michigan, you know, it's pulling a Flint, Michigan. Flint used to be great, and then when things changed and things went south, people left in droves, and now Flint still sucks. And there hasn't been a rebound. And there never will be a rebound if they don't change anything. Detroit is seeing – Detroit, as weird as it is, has made enough changes uh, that it's starting to see a slight rebound. And I mean slight, very, very slight, but it's still there. mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, places like Flint aren't. Places like uh, Pittsburgh are not. Places like Philly even aren't. New York is definitely not seeing that. Um, uh, Newark and uh, Newark and Camden, New Jersey, definitely aren't seeing that either. So,
0: uh, same thing with uh, Baltimore. The, those those cities all used to be connected in a triangle and have like a, a blue collar community where they have their shipyards and they ship out uh, cars, everything. They ship everything, and that used to be a huge. Or well, combination in the of unions and, no and
1: poor government. And when you do both of those things together, you end up bankrupting your own co- yeah. your, your own city so bad that no one wants to come back.
0: Well, it's union it's every, it's corruption. Just bad in general, general. Right?
1: Let's just be honest here. Pretty it's exactly. bad in general.
0: And if we and if we go back to Texas, how Californians and New Yorkers are moving for, to Texas or uh, in Florida because those states are ex- really well run. They're exceptionally well run. To be as big as they are, and they're moving there. The fear is is that they're going to take their same Democrat beliefs or policies and vote for Democrats in the state of Texas, and change the state of Texas into California, into New York, those overregulated states where high taxes. This is the thing: is that I'm prices, less worried about Texas everything. than I am about
1: a lot of other states. Is not going to change anytime soon. Because I think that Texas fought back in 2020 a lot. They came back and they started. They started. Okay. I think Arizona. Arizona. Fight back as well. I think Arizona things. is going to end up coming back personally, because I think that Arizona realizes now Republican legislature. I think they're going to fight back. Uh, that uh, Florida fought back hugely as well. So I and it's just having a, having a general demographic changes. And I think that Georgia is going to fight back eventually too. I think that those states that people think are doomed to demographics, I don't think are going to be there. And I think that uh, a lot of states have proved that. Like, like I mean, Donald Trump won a border, which is unheard of for Republicans. And you just don't win border counties.
0: Uh, Zapato County won that county by five points, but
1: lost it by 30, yeah, you, 32 you, or 33 you just don't win border counties to Hillary Clinton that's and and he and he came back and that, it. that's amazing and, I mean, he, and the other big one is that 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 county in central uh california is majority hispanic and he still managed to get there which is weird to me it's just a very interesting um well yeah i think that we are we're reaching a 1980s level uh, re, uh shifting of the parties once again I think that I think that we're pulling. I think that both parties are pulling a Reagan and Mondale.
0: Well, I, I I would agree too because a lot of these counties that used to be blue, like in Western Pennsylvania, Eastern Southern Ohio, really good one. Western North Carolina, Southern West Kintu- Virginia, Southern and West Northern Virginia. Kentucky. All of those counties, West, all of West Virginia, they that used to be. Uh, he, I think he, he's Birch, the longest-serving senator in, the in history.
1: So, like, all of that tells that you a lot
0: is And hard. also, North
1: Carolina, because you know, yeah, Strom Thurmond. But you know, uh, it's just it's just weird to me that we that we managed to. Uh, I think that it is it is it is a Reagan level shift personally, but we'll see what happens.
0: Well, I mean I don't think it will be a Reagan level shift. I have to disagree with you on that because Reagan the par- country was There's less more less partisan back then. Now nowadays you have 46% of people who are Democrats and will vote straight Democrat no matter what. And then you have 40 to 43% of Republican people who are Republicans. And we'll vote Republican no matter what. And you have the small group of people in the middle that are lean, that lean right, most of them, and some of them lean left.
1: And then there's the
0: personality people. And And it doesn't matter what you think of President Trump, he changed the Republican Party so they can actually win elections. Because if you look at The Romney, like what, uh, post, like the McCain's, the Romney's, those people are never going to win elections in the future. Yeah, I have
1: to agree. I I think this is that um, if the Republicans have a combination of, uh, I think the Republicans can win a lot better uh, once they, because I think that they are in a good opportunity to regain the suburbs while keeping what they have. I think that they can do that. I think it'll just take a really delicate balancing act. But if they do it, then uh, Republicans have a pretty clear uh, path going forward. And I think that they'll kind of sail the victory for the next few years. And I really do think that because I think that the other thing, the other thing that's really interesting is I would not be well, shocked yeah. in the next couple yeah. of years. If, this Biden, if Biden's administration goes wrong, the Democratic Party's going to end up splitting. It's going to have to because I don't think it can survive the way it is right now. I think well, that, I think you can say me, the same I think thing the about the Republicans, I think right the Republicans now, did it depending right. on how it I think 2016 was the year Republican, parties, uh, Republican Party did the experience growing pains exactly like the way the Democratic Party is. And I think that the Republican Party, unlike the Democratic Party, made a clear decision and is currently going with it. And I think they are going to stick with it because I think it's too late, And which is they went Trump. And I don't think that you can change – you obviously can't change back now. So I think that the Republicans –
0: well, they're going to, I think they're going to try and they're going to try to make Romney and those moderate country thing. cup Republicans the face of their movement. And if this that if that happens, you'll have it it will be a split. You'll have your MAGA Republicans Well, this is my this is what I your Romney
1: Republicans. I don't think it's gonna happen that way because I think that uh, most people who have the most influence right now are on the more Trumpy side like Ted Cruz if Ted Cruz didn't change I would agree with you if Lindsey Graham didn't change I would agree with you if Kevin McCarthy didn't change Paul Ryan all those people didn't start moving in that direction then I would I would agree with you but the thing is that they didn't and now I mean think about it Mitt Romney stood alone if it were the case that we were back to where we were before I don't think we Romney would have stood alone
0: well well yeah I will Simply, Donald Trump, I think he'll be the nominee if he wants to run simply because he holds all of the power in the Republican Party. Every single Republican center, w- senator with the exception of maybe Susan Collins is scared of President Trump saying, I'm going to support your primary opponent well, because it means they lose their seat. I guess
1: you got a point. I will say that doesn't necessarily work all the time because Donald Trump still managed, managed to lost, lose a few of the primaries he supported. Uh, like in North Carolina, though I think that the that the that the current person who won ended up being much better than the one he supported. But you know, I think that's just the way voters work. Like Madison Cawthorn is a good example of that because he was not supported by Donald Trump at all in the in the primaries. But
0: yeah, but I mean, like George, the governor uh, Brian Kemp and Ron DeSantis in Florida, both of them were low low in the polls in the primaries they weren't even being talked about they get donald trump's endorsements they go up 40 points and that's what that's the kind of influence that he holds
1: and i will say though is that some places are independent of that like new hampshire is a really good example like i don't know if you heard about i don't know if you heard about new, uh, hampshire, yeah, good, but, um, new saying, hampshire but that's what i'm saying uh, is the only state legislature that switched power Uh, That went to Republicans this uh, election cycle, which is weird Mm -hmm. Uh, because New Hampshire is a very moderate is kind of like a middle of the road state. So.
0: Same thing with uh, Minnesota, Minnesota as well.
1: Federally, it's historically Democratic, so you can't really say that. But um, uh, the the reason why they're split is because at a state level, they have enough power in the Senate with the Republicans are competitive. But like, if you go to a state like mm, Hawaii, you're gonna have a lot harder time doing that. So even though Hawaii, I will say this, but the worst thing that I heard, yeah, uh, the worst thing I found out cool. was that uh, we've gone longer without a Republican governor than Hawaii has. Hawaii had a Republican governor for two full terms before we did in 20, in like 20, 2001, 2006, or sorry, 2001 to 2010, she was in office. I don't know. I am, I am shocked that she, that's wow. the that's a thing. It was 2002. It was like, it was, it, like, it was a it was. I think it was through most of George W. Bush's presidency, uh, uh, Linda Lingle was the uh, governor of Hawaii, which is a shock to me. And the fact that they did it before we did is what hurts. Well, those,
0: well, Hawaii is an interesting place because you get some people like Maisie and Verona Gabbard and then could not be Gabbard. Most. Those are two different people.
1: Tulsa Tulsi Gabbard, Gabbard is a Democrat, Democrat I could vote, vote for. for. Uh, she worries me a little bit, but I think that I'd vote for her over over any other Democrat in that damn field. I sh- if she won the primary, I sure as hell would vote would have voted for her in that primary over Joe Biden. I'd still vote for Trump because I think that he aligns more economically with me.
0: If it was ch- if for me, if it was a choice between Romney and Tulsi Gabbard, I probably I would have would, went with Tulsi Gabbard. Because she's less in, she's less incompetent in a uh, soft old goody
1: country boy like I think if uh, it was uh, if we were back in 2008 and I didn't know anything about Barack Obama, I didn't know anything about John McCain, I think I would have a hard time picking if it was Tulsa Gabbard and John McCain. I definitely would have had a hard time picking I, I'm not saying I would make a definitive choice, but I definitely would have a, hard, a much harder time immediately choosing McCain over Obama, given just the damage that Obama did. I would what about my
0: Pence, though? What about Mike Pence? Would Mike Pence? Uh, would do? You, do you think Trump would have won the election if he had if he had, if he a, had a different vice know.
1: president? Because I honestly don't think the vice president is a mattering that much. Because Joe Biden made it about just them. I think the thing is that I feel like someone like Tim Scott or Nikki Haley would energize or help him win the. Suburbs. Covid became a problem. If Covid More. didn't exist, I would agree with you. Actually, I think if Covid didn't exist, I think he would have won anyway. But. Uh, but uh, COVID complicated things because Joe Biden yeah, made it no matter a, what. basically made it up to be Donald Trump's fault entirely, even though everyone's to blame and no one knew anything. And I think that that kind of made a hill that was impossible to overcome for Donald Trump, no matter what he did, because the media just bought and sold it, just took it, wrapped it up and sold it, and everyone and everyone bought it. And I think that that's dumb, personally. But um, and also, uh, Joe Biden managed to make race relations a thing again even though he has a much worse record on saying things race-related, race-relations-wise. I think Donald Trump is worse with women, but I think Joe Biden is definitely worse with race relations, at least in the language he uses. Well,
0: uh, Joe Biden had a, uh, an leaked audio tape uh, or a leaked meeting that he had with the NAACP where he was talking about that he's done more He's done more than anybody else has done as far as fighting for holding police accountable. And I was like the note a that
1: he also – I was like to note that he also they were said that he about wasn't going to support the police because they got their ass, asses kicked with that. So I don't see how yeah, that's, that works. Same, that has to be tape. the most circular – that has to be the biggest mental gymnastics in the world to get yourself to believe that. You 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 had to do you had to do uh, Simone Biles they were level, uh, mental gymnastics for that shit. They were bambo. I will say this: the, I, they if, were
0: bamboozled. I mean, like, if you if you, you voted for Joe Biden for
1: racial inequality, you will totally uh, as I think anybody who, issue, who voted for Joe Biden because George Floyd was bamboozled, a hundred percent. And I think,
0: and, and that's that's mainly. And without COVID, and without because no one was excited to vote for Joe Biden without COVID, energizing the mail-in vote campaign. Well, I think it not uh,
1: not even close. I think that it doesn't matter because if COVID didn't exist, uh, Donald Trump would have won in a I wouldn't say a landslide, but basically the same. I think that he would have won the same as he did in twenty sixteen. Maybe if he may he might lose Michigan, but he would probably be the same. I think that he would have had a bigger chance to win a few other states. But you know, also I think if Bernie Sanders won the primary, I think that Jeff, I, Donald Trump also would have won. I disagree because I don't think I, I don't think uh, Bernie would have managed to appeal.
0: I mean, well, Bernie, well, Bernie, quite frankly, Bernie Sanders would have won the primary if. All the Democrats, all the moderate Democrats or so-called moderates, didn't drop out before Super Tuesday, except for Elizabeth Warren. I don't even think it's what Elizabeth it was. Warren. stayed you in Maryland and split the progressive I'll be vote.
1: With you, it was Jim Clyburn. what I lost. Jim Clyburn saved Joe Biden. Jim Clyburn. If anyone, yeah, if anyone is owed anything by Joe Biden, it is Jim Clyburn. Because if Jim Clyburn did not energize the vote in South Carolina, Joe Biden wouldn't be here.
0: Well, yeah, but, well, that, but Super well, Tuesday, no, okay. Bernie Sanders can't didn't have get over
1: Super Bernie Tuesday. Bernie Sanders didn't have a chance Super Bernie Tuesday Sanders because would have uh, won. his weight right now wasn't pulled enough because he only won, uh, what states did he win in uh, the initial first four? It was, he split Iowa with Buttigieg, uh, he won Nevada, and then he won, uh, what was the other state? It was, um, did he win New Hampshire? I thought. Uh, did Buttigieg win New Hampshire? Or in New Hampshire, I don't remember. Let me look because I feel like it was.
0: I'm pretty sure Kurt it was New Bernie. Everything was. I don't think it was... I think it, it was... wasn't Biden. It, might, I know it must have been Buttigieg, Bernie. Like one, two.
1: I know Biden. Biden, Biden was like fifth in New Hampshire. What's... uh oh? So uh, he also split. Uh, there was so. Bernie won Iowa and New Hampshire by the popular vote and Nevada. So the thing is, is that if Joe Biden didn't win South Carolina and he lost all the states, they, everyone would have gone full Bernie. Because when you perform as bad as he did in New Hampshire and then end up losing South Carolina, then Biden would have been finished. And, like, and I think that Biden would have conceivably flipped Oregon, Washington easily. Bernie would have also won um, – uh, Bernie would have also won Wisconsin – and a few of the ones in the Midwest, and I think that that would have pulled him ahead enough to take, away, take it away from Joe Biden. And I think it would have just ended up being a battle of Bernie and Elizabeth or Bernie and Buttigieg or Bernie and someone else. But I don't think Biden would have been in it. And it sucks. And it sucks that he lost.
0: I don't think Biden would have been – I don't think he don't would, think he would have, have won the election, election if, he, if, if he had lost to actually campaign. I
1: think he would have definitely lost the election if it ended up being a much more split ticket in the, uh, in the uh, DNC. Like if if Hillary if it, it was like a Hillary situation where Bernie lost by like by a little bit but not a whole lot and he won uh, a, f- a pretty fair amount of states, then I think it would have been uh, something. I guess it would definitely would have hurt him a little bit more. Like in two thousand eight, like well, uh, two thousand eight is another great example. Barack Obama. Well, won I, I would by say 0. it was, it was less rigged Hillary. And if Hillary had won, then. That would have been a whole nother thing. I don't think she would have won the election. I think that she would have maybe uh, won it, but I don't think it would have been solid. I like think would she would have. Won.
0: I think she would have.
1: That's also true. But well, I just, think, uh, also I just I thought McCain was uh, a terrible Bush candidate. Really for one, and having Bush there definitely did not.
0: Oh Bush was a terrible I'm so that Bush is like the opposite type of republican that I am.
1: Well I'm Bush saying that like, terrible he definitely program. did not set it up well. It up right, like he set it up poorly program. for whoever was going to come after him. You could have run you could have run Ronald Reagan and he would have lost after that. Him and Dick Cheney ended up ruining the entire uh, Republican party for like 4 years.
0: Well I mean Joe I mean, like, there's – I see no difference between
1: and you Joe what, Biden you what?
0: and George Bush I mean, well, hold on, hold on. and their presidents. On, you what? Bumbling into wars, the bumbling into wars, having the foreign policy of
1: Dick Cheney. Is that uh, Joe <laughs> Biden picked Kamala Harris over Dick Cheney. That's the only difference I see. So not exactly an uh, improvement. So yeah. – I yeah, but we don't feeling, even know what
0: Kamala – regardless like, of what she is like on foreign policy. On Biden, foreign I don't policy. A shit
1: personally, because I don't think that – I think that uh, Joe Biden is either unaware of the way Kamala Harris is acting or I think that Kamala Harris is going to basically sit on the sidelines until Joe Biden dies, gets gets assassinated, or uh, doesn't run in the next year. And I don't think she's going to do shit because if she starts saying shit, she's going to end up getting herself uh, in hot water in 2024 hell she'll put she'll put the party in hot water in twenty twenty two too because twenty twenty two is going to be a a massacre for the democrats. i am almost certain i am almost certain right now that twenty twenty two is going to be a wave election for republicans in the house it's going to be twenty ten again because i i i you can't
0: uh, i i i feel like that could happen simply because of redistricting as well. Along with, um, well, the can I tell you why towards the Republicans from minority groups? Because that that's a problem. That is a problem for the Democrats. If they the Democrats need the Black vote, they need the Hispanic vote to get elected. If they don't have it, it's game over. Or if it's diminished, game over.
1: I think the other thing for me is that like 2010, uh, the Republicans gone. gained 63 it, seats because they hated. There was there was. Uh, Everyone did not enjoy Barack Obama. And if Joe Biden ends up being in that similar situation where everyone doesn't like him, then I wouldn't be shocked if the Republicans make huge gains. And that would be that would be great if that happens. But well, it's going to, but I have a feeling it will.
0: Well, with Joe, it's hard. It's harder for Joe simply because Obama was disliked so much because he crammed Obamacare down everyone's throat because he had a super majority in the Senate
1: this and a majority thing. in the House. If he, if the thing is is that yeah. I agree with you and if if Joe Biden makes that same mistake again and takes the advice of Nancy Pelosi who is not very good as a legislature even though she claims to be really good, she's just not. But if that happens, she, she if never that happens and he makes that mistake, <laughs> then then the Democrats are done in 2022. They're going to get... Because the thing is that all the ones that are currently held by Republicans are going to stay that way. And then this, the the suburbs that they supposedly changed and made a whole new thing in 2018, uh, those are going to be erased. They're going to have to be erased because there's no way in hell you're going to be able to recover that. Because once you make... This is the thing. Is once you fuck with the... This, so, this is the thing. If the Republicans... If the Democrats fuck with suburban women, they lose, because suburban women are the reason that they hold the house right now, because suburban women voted them in a lot of places. But if suburb- if they fuck with suburban women and lose the suburban women vote, they're going to lose easily. They're going to lose all the suburban seats they hold, because that's that's going to be really hard to. Well, overcome. There's the one thing that I got to say is Pelosi.
0: Pelosi, I don't think. I think it's she oh, yeah. most likely will it's keep the, the speakership. That's a problem. But I think it's possible she loses it. Well, I think she can lose it because last, last, uh, the last election that we had, there were fifteen Democrats that won their seat that came in and voted against her. Oh, that was one Jeff of them Andrew, switched to the it? Republican Party. Ten of them, or there were sixteen, but one of them went to the Republican Party. Ten of them lost reelection, and five of them are returning that one re-election by a very, very slim margin, and they voted against Pelosi. Pelosi only has a four, depending on how new, that one race in New York goes, maybe a five, so they'll have 223 seats, and you need 218 to have your uh, majority. If a number of Democrats defect and say, no, we're not going to vote for Pelosi on the floor, and we want someone else, in the, a more moderate person,
1: she's going to lose her seat.
0: Which, or I, as the which by the way,
1: I would find uh, very, very uh, uh, funny to me. If that happens, that'll be great. But. Um... Well,
0: that's the best thing for the Democrats right now. Because you have Joe Biden. It's really the old guard. You have Joe Biden, then you have Chuck Schumer, yeah, that's true. and Nancy Pelosi. All these people yeah, are true. in their late 70s.
1: Anyway, I think that'll do it for this uh, for this uh, episode. I want to thank you tonight nice. thank you for coming out and being uh, and being so uh, flexible on your time, by the way. alrighty, Thank you very much. All right. If you want
0: to see me ask us questions send your thoughts in email us at the red in the blue state podcast at gmail.com we'll make sure to answer on the sh- on the show and so long we'll see you in the next